0: to an apple a day with dr amanda your daily dose of wisdom in counseling leadership business and more this is talk it out tuesday the first of a two-part weekly topical discussion where dr amanda interviews a special guest we hope you enjoy it and now here's dr amanda Hello, and welcome to the An Apple A Day with Dr. Amanda podcast and YouTube viewing. I am so excited to have Hasana with us, as well as all of you, if you're listening or viewing. So it is such a pleasure to have you on, and hopefully you continue to tune on in. So remember, An Apple A Day is all about wisdom. So hearing different people's stories within the community, or even the nation or internationally, that... Really looking at what they've learned lessons they have learned and having people's voices being heard right and everything that they've learned So that if they've overcome things you as well are going to be able to do that. So this is a place for hope, encouragement and safety for everybody to be able to hear their story and be empowered to continue to become the best version of yourself. So in this Remember, we have five days a week. Yep, you get to hear it five days a week, so on podcast or on YouTube. So you'll have our Mirthful Mondays, and that'll be all about funny stories and things that hopefully I did that you'll never ever have to do, and have some laughs with wisdom and lessons learned from me to you, as well as Tuesday and Thursdays having amazing, incredible guest speakers who have amazing voices and, and lots of wisdom to share, as well as time to focus ahead Fridays, and also Um, having some additional teaching on topics. So Remember, there's two-week themes. Sometimes it might be more depending on how much you love the topic or you want some more of those daily doses of wisdom. So again, if you're on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe, tell a friend, and hopefully you like what you hear. If you're on the podcast, make sure you tell other people about the podcast, give it a review. I'd love to hear your feedback to continue to grow it. So welcome, everybody. And again, this week, our theme is women in leadership. And so again, you know, Hasana Birdsong, and she is a mother of two grown children. She's a VP of Sales at Adept Group in Allentown, Pennsylvania. She's a student at DeSales University and will graduate in 2021 with a degree in business administration and marketing. She is an avid volunteer for the Junior League of the Lehigh Valley. And she is on the community action committee of the Lehigh Valley with Generation Next. So again, Hasana, welcome! I can't—I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Amanda, for inviting me. I'm so excited to be a part of this. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to dive into the women in leadership, and again, I, knowing Hasana, she has so much wisdom and is such a joy and pleasure to be around so i'm sure just like me you're going to be excited to hear what she has to say so tell me about yourself uh so i'm the oldest of four children
1: i grew up here in the lehigh valley um and i've lived stayed in the lehigh valley my entire life i think that probably explains my extreme wanderlust i love to travel um, and see new places meet new people um, haven't been doing a lot of that right now, but that's okay. <laughs> We're all keeping busy doing other yeah. things, yeah. but th- that's, that's what, that's my background. I'm from
0: here. Okay. Awesome. And then what is it like being a woman in leadership? Uh,
1: well, I think as a leader, um, as I said, I grew up the oldest of four, so I think I've, i have been i I would say i was like a born leader it was an innate thing in me it was something that i I always had to be i think in a best case scenario i would say that i would set a good example for my siblings if you ask my siblings they would probably tell you i was bossy as as a leader growing up but as i got older i had a teacher one particular teacher noticed me when i was in high school and she helped me start the first chapter of the future business leaders of america at easton high school And that confidence and experience inspired me to seek out additional leadership opportunities. So, by the time I was a senior, I was president of several student organizations. Um, And it wasn't just at school, even at work. Um, You know, in my first job, I remember being the youngest person uh, on the team, but that made me the crew leader. Um, at a fast food restaurant. So it was wild for me, when I think back about that now, that I must have really been displaying some leadership skills for them to do that. Right. Uh, in, the, in the summer of 2008, I became an independent consultant with Arbonne. And that I think is when I really started to study leadership as a craft and develop my own style of leadership. Uh, I was always taught leaders are readers. So it was then where I started reading tons of books by people like John Maxwell and Jim Rohn, um, mm-hmm. John Gordon, Ken Blanchard. So those books not only changed the course of my professional career, but they really changed me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I became ravenous for personal and professional growth and development. Uh, I think deciding to launch that business was the best, one of the best decisions I ever made for myself as a person.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just I, I know you're continuing. I just wanted to point out that's okay, but I loved that you mentioned, like in high school, you had somebody acknowledge your gifting. I you mean, your leadership gifting. That led to the beginning of you know you starting in that organization, you know, and then continuing. Like I just think that's so empowering that you know if we notice things in people to say something because that you know, teacher, educator noticed that and, and did something about it to spark something in you. So I just thought that was really empowering. I wanted to note that. It, it's something that I truly
1: am very passionate about. It's why I got involved in the Generation Next mm-hmm. Mentorship Program because I believe that kids need somebody to believe in them and it, it can make all the difference in their life and truly change the course of their, their life. So I, I'm very, very passionate about that.
0: That's great. So yes, I just wanted to note that. So.
1: <laughs> we are in agreement there, Amanda. Um, you actually asked me about being a woman in leadership. So mm-hmm. if I think about being a woman in leadership, I, that is such a loaded question for me because, you know, I'm getting up there. I'm middle age, as somebody just reminded me. So I've had a lot of work experiences. And professionally, being a woman in leadership can be very different, all depending on... Where you're at, who you're working for, what those people are like. So mm-hmm. when I look back at the time I spent at the Express Times and Lehigh Valley Live, it was a very diverse leadership team, which mm-hmm. is uncommon. Newspapers are generally um, run by old white men. That's mm-hmm. you know what the industry is like. But the advertising sales team was mostly women. Um, but as a member of the executive committee, we had a solid mix of men and women, mm-hmm. um, and that I give credit to the publisher and CEO at the time, who ironically I'm working for again, he really made it a point to balance out the team with diversity. Um, And I think that's a big reason why we were so successful. Now it wasn't perfect because there was a time when I was there when there were three women Um, who were myself included, all vying for the same VP position. Mm -hmm. And that lasted probably longer than it should have. And because we were competing against each other, I think it didn't necessarily bring out the best in all of us um, professionally. Mm -hmm. And it was really it was odd because at the same time I was building my Arbonne business and that I mean it was a complete dichotomy um, there it, I was surrounded by 99% women but the way that the business is modeled it really behooves you to support and help other people mm-hmm. so it wasn't just one VP position we were fighting for everyone could get to that title get the additional income get the car and all the benefits that came with it mm-hmm. so when you had a good idea. It wasn't something that you kept to yourself. So a lot of times, um, and especially in that competitive situation we were dealing with, somebody might've had a good idea and kept it to themselves or even used it to make somebody else look bad. And when in Arbonne, it was the opposite. It was like all these women, if you had a good idea, you couldn't wait to share it with other people because you really benefited from doing that. So I learned a lot during that time and really implemented that into my leadership style. And I think that is a big reason why I was the one who ended up getting the VP position in my day job. So it was, it was um, a really good learning experience, I think. And it demonstrated the difference that it can make when women are competing against each other versus not. the two most recent work experiences i've had i've also been surrounded by women leaders so i've been very lucky um that way so Azor group was um, um or Azure group is a consulting company um in the stem field hmm. so they focus on life science i was surrounded by women who were incredibly smart um each one of them ran their own practice um i ran the the sales and marketing organization so mm-hmm. The way that that uh, organization works, everybody is a shareholder in the parent organization. So there is a benefit again to sharing good ideas and best practices because when one person wins, we all win. Um, So it wasn't as if one practice was necessarily competing against another practice. Um, So that I think worked out very well. At that time, I started reading a lot of Brene Brown Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with her, love her. She's all about vulnerability. That was really helpful for me then because in in that particular experience, I was very much outside of my comfort zone from a technical perspective. um, This was not something that I was, um, I'm not, I'm not an engineer. So I'm working with all these engineers who are really the CEOs of their own practice. And that's a very different leadership style that you have to have when you're dealing with people like that. And so I've, I felt like Brene Brown's books were really helpful during that time. Uh, in my current role as the VP of sales at a Depp group, it's at today all women leaders <laughs> almost. So we could probably use a little more testosterone on the team. Uh, I'm working with Martin Tilligan, and that's been fantastic. He's my entire career been not only a supporter, but a mentor and a sponsor for me. Um, And I continue to learn not only a lot from him, but all the women that I'm working with. Um, Especially right now, I'm just so inspired and and thankful that my kids are grown. Because I could not imagine having to deal with like all the kids around, like taking care of kids, working full time. One of the, the women that I work with, she's got three school-aged children. She's caring for aging parents in the middle of the move, like with all this stuff going on with COVID. The women around me right now are just so strong and inspiring and wicked smart, love them. Um,
0: and it, it's really kind of cool to be able to experience what, what's happening now. That's incredible. Well, thank you for sharing. I, something that stood out to me when you're speaking, and I love those experiences that you taught you shared. You know that really molded you into the leader you are. But one thing I love when you're saying, okay, there was some com- competition, you know, in some of those jobs. But it's it sounds like you know that com- like we can be competitive. Or once you know like who you are, you know that value in you it doesn't matter where you are, right? Then you can empower other people. So it goes from competition to empowerment, but that comes with, right? Those learn experiences be like, wow, like I can, there's a different way, right? There's a way to empower and encourage, and you can bring what you bring, right? And I can bring what I bring, and then we can continue to soar. So I love that part of what you were sharing and even just learning you know, how to use that and, the other, and how that helped you right now, right, in becoming the VP, because you learn those skills of empowerment and how to work with that community. So I really love that. I think that's yeah. a lot of gold and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Great. And so I know you shared, you know, Hassan, a lot about leadership and successes that you've had. Is there anything else that's standing out to you um, about some lessons you've learned that the audience may want to take away in terms of, you know, these practices? I know you shared quite a bit. Sure. I think one important thing to remember is that being a leader doesn't mean that you show up having all the answers.
1: Mm -hmm. It just means that you show up and do your best, even when you don't. Uh, It's important, I think, to know your own limitations and then identify a team that you can uh, surround yourself with that can cover your blind spots, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always found it very important to identify people who are better at things that I'm not good at, Mm -hmm. so that together we can deliver exceptional work. I think about the, uh, the um, job that I had at Azor Group. There, I was the director of sales and marketing, and really my strength is sales. Mm-hmm. But market, I understand marketing, under, you know, I, I get it, but it's not, that's not the thing I'm really, really good at or really passionate about. Um, the person that I had working with me, Katie, was outstanding. That, that's her jam. And together, we were able to deliver exceptional work
0: that's great and i love i love when you said about blind spots isn't it true like you know we all have areas of growth and it's absolutely correct if you have you know different people that compliment you it just goes a longer way so i love hearing your example, and even for the audience, you know, if you don't have mentors, I know Hasana might talk about this, or people in your life that can, you know, speak to you and, and, you know, be a mentor or even just tell you some things and you can share with each other about your strengths or areas of growth. I hope you have that. And, you know, yet you feel safe enough to have people like that because, you know, even from a counseling perspective, which I come from in education, you know, we really do need each other and we have those blind spots, but they're there so that we can continue to grow and other people can you know, again, like, you know, Hassani, was are saying, some people may have greater strengths in those areas, and we learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have things to share, too. So I love that. Yep. Yep. Good. All right. Is there anything else you think changes that need to happen to pave the way for women leaders? I think that equal pay is critical.
1: Mm-hmm. COVID, I think, has potentially really set us back. I'm hearing and I'm seeing that two-income families are now having to make a choice about who has to go to work and who will stay home and take care of kids with all everything that's going on with the schools, which I completely understand, you know, we need for people to be safe, but the disparity in income is really a major factor. It's sometimes the only factor in deciding that. So you've got really brilliant women with, who are passionate about their careers who are being forced to stay home. And that, that's a problem. That's, that's really a problem. And so equal pay is something we Really need to focus on.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that is really important, right? Having that equal pay and that, you know, not necessarily, I know in your field that happens and especially in education, all fields, right? There's so many disparities and inequalities with women and how, you know, whatever it be, even for like staying home with children, all that kind of stuff, all the harder decisions that come Mm -hmm. into that. So I I absolutely um, think that's important. And audience, perhaps you've been through that. (laughs) Maybe you're going through that now. You know, hopefully these are things that, again, continue to empower you to advocate, right? Advocate at your job and advocate for those rights for you as a woman in leadership. So what are five tips, and it could be maybe more or less, that you want to share with women who are leaders?
1: I would start with apply for the job that you don't think you're ready for men do it all the time we tend to look at the requirements and then start eliminating ourselves because we can't check every box don't do that don't and i want to, i said it earlier being a leader doesn't mean having all the answers you don't start the job knowing how to do everything on the job absolutely apply for those jobs that you're afraid of um don't be afraid of failure I suggest failing fast, failing often, and failing forward. Playing it safe is just, you're not playing, really, if you're playing it safe. So learn from failure and be resilient enough to move forward from it. Um, You started to talk about this. I've mentioned it before. Find a sponsor, not just a mentor, but find a sponsor. Having a mentor is great. I highly recommend it. But a sponsor is something different. That's it. They advocate for your professional growth in a totally different way and it's important to find a sponsor um, at your job wherever whatever you're doing also fill your cup women are tend to not be very good at this we do a lot for others and forget to take care of ourselves Um, it's like putting that life jacket on first when you're on the plane right so you're no good to anybody else if your cup is empty so take time for yourself whether it's for exercise or reading or meditation or just fun, take time for yourself uh, and stop comparing yourself to others. I have to check myself on this one all the time. Brene Brown says, comparison kills creativity. It's so, so true. So play to your strengths and stop focusing on your weaknesses.
0: Those are great tips. I love that. And I love that first one where you're like, just go for it, right? And it really goes in everything else, just go for it. You're not gonna know all the answers and really not comparing, right, because we, you bring your own uniqueness, right, there's no one like you in the world, so it's, that's what I love, you know, every, every one of you, and you those of you in the audience that are waiting and have that list, you know, me, maybe, <laughs> maybe do something a little bit like that, daring to be brave, and rip it up, and just do it, so hopefully yep. that empowers you, because Asana, that was a great tip, so now thinking about any type of books and resources, you've mentioned many, different authors and again any of the resources hasana that you do mention i will post um you know on for audiences for podcasts during the description and for youtube i will have that there because i'm such a believer in you know like you said you know uh, leaders are readers i agree and having the resources that are helping to empower you find your voice you know or speak your voice and be able to get out there and be who you are where you're supposed to be so what are some books and resources that you have you, you love to recommend? So I'm, I
1: mentioned a, a bunch of books that I had read when I first started reading leadership books. Mm-hmm. And ironically, they were all male books. And so when you asked me to think about this, I wanted to really think about a lot of the books that I've read recently. And as I, I don't know, as I developed mm-hmm. um, professionally and personally, I really started adding a lot more books by females. And some mm-hmm. of my favorites are... Uh, the big leap by gay Hendricks. if you're a woman with self-imposed limitations that hold you back this book is a must mm-hmm. uh, the big leap is a book about dreams and fears and how beating those fears and self-imposed limits can make all of your dreams come true mm-hmm. um, whether they're professional or personal mm-hmm. uh, another book i love by jen sincero is you are a badass um, and she's got a few of those books all very good mm-hmm. if you're the kind of person who lets other people's uh, opinions influence what you believe that you're capable of, this book is definitely for you. Um, It helps you to become self-aware and to kind of figure out what you want in life and just go for it and kick other people's opinions to the curb. What other people think about you is none of your business. Mm. Just focus on what will make you happy. Um, I mentioned Brene Brown a couple of times. I absolutely love her. Dare to Lead is one of my favorites by her. Um, This one, I think there are so many myths in modern day workplace culture that make you think that vulnerability is not a good thing and that's just not true. Um, Vulnerability, values, trust and resilience, those are the things required for leadership. So that's a great book. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually recommend that that be a book that you share with people that you work with um, because it, it can change the work culture. And then the last one, um, and I got to see this person speak live, Mel Robbins, she wrote a book called The Five Second Rule, and this one is when you're, you've got the instinct to act on something that's a goal, just physically move to do it within five seconds or your brain will kill it. It's about trusting yourself and taking action and just going for it.
0: Listen, that's an incredible list. I'm glad that you really, you know, and again, readers, you know, really incredible women. I love the thought you put into that, you know, Hasana. And I love that a lot of those, you know, women talked about, you know, just going for it, like you said, you know, um, daring to be brave, going into atmospheres and being able to shift the culture, right? Because that's important, right? Where we work and our environment so matters, and what we bring into it really does matter as well. So that's, I love that. And so again, hopefully if some of you out there, and I also want to put a caveat in sometimes, you know, Hassana, you mentioned trusting yourself. And, you know, I know I'll go into this because my big thing is, you know, healing and like the trauma stuff. But sometimes a lot of you may have, you know, not had a lot of safety or trust, right? And you've not had a lot of opportunities. And some of that stuff is painful or you've experienced it again and again. I just want to encourage you, you know, I can share, I don't know about you, Hassana, but I know I felt that way over time. But as I just take a step, like every day and as I've continued, you'll just be surprised at what you can do and what, you know, again, like sometimes we hold ourselves back from what other people say, but I want you to know kind of like she did, you know, what other people think about you isn't your business at all because you matter. Like we need you to step into who you're called to be as a woman in leadership today. And even men, if you're listening, because I hope you are, you know, we really value you as well. And we want to work beside you, right? We want a culture where men and women value each other, you know, where every voice is heard, you know, and really allowing and, and really a welcoming an environment that allows, uh, you know, for everybody to step up as a leader and it's not competition. It doesn't have to be how it used to be. It could be a new innovative way. So if you're out there, I just want to encourage you because I know how that is. Um, so finally, Hasana, you know, and I loved hearing all of these amazing tips. What is one final, and I want to say takeaway, but really a wisdom tip, right? Our daily dose of wisdom. We've had spoonfuls of wisdom from Hasana today. Amazing, you know, spoonfuls. So I hope you're getting filled up, but there's room for more. So what's one more uh, tip for us today?
1: Uh, I would say, Amanda, per- I, we've talked a lot about personal growth and development, and those things are important. But I think it's also important for us to know that right now, you are enough today just as you are you are enough
0: that's powerful yeah so you are enough i love that. you can't say that enough right and even for ourselves to you know to get up and i don't know Hassan about you but you know every day i have like a little morning routine and sometimes it is just that reminder, you know, and I love that you are enough or you're valuable or you're loved. And sometimes we have it up here, but not in our heart. Like it's hard to go through that. And so I love that. So, yeah, you might not be exactly where you want to be, but you are where you're supposed to be. And that's incredible. So, Hassan, I want to thank you for everything that you had today. And again, audience, if, uh, like, share, and subscribe. If you're on podcasts, if you loved Hassan, I'm sure you, you never know, she may be back for more in the area of leadership just because I think she has so much to offer. So, Hassan, Thank you and audience. I hope you have a great day. Remember that this week we'll continue with Women in Leadership. So I hope you continue to stay tuned, bring in your questions, have some feedback. I'd love to make sure that we answer that. So have a great week and take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching An Apple A Day with Dr. Amanda. Please like, subscribe, and share the show with others.